Hello, welcome to Cuckoo Chats episode 19. Neve is here today to chat about her music mainly. Yeah. And probably other things. We'll see where the conversation goes. <laughs> um, I'll let you introduce yourself first. I'm Neve McGoldrick, uh, but nobody ever calls me. <laughs> yes. I'm Nev. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm a musician uh, based in Dublin. What age are you? I am 20. Oh my God. <laughs> I forgot what age I was. I, I always forget my age. I'm was. 22. <laughs> 22. 22. Yeah, so I'm just trying to think, how do we meet? How do we... I think it was in the pub in Kells. I was trying to think about this yesterday, and I remember talking to you. You were singing on the stage oh in the pub. Oh my God, it was a karaoke night. You were, sin- you oh were my singing God. Lana Del Rey. <laughs> I was. And I was like, oh was my like- God, she looks so cool. I need to ask her to take photos of her. I had to have been like 17 at that yes. time. That was five years ago. Yeah. That's so scary. And I just came up to you and I was like, hi, what's your number? Can I have your number? And you're yeah. like, why? I remember I that. I was like, oh I want to take God. pictures of you. You're like, okay. That is crazy. No, I remember that because like, I think that was, because that, that shit just never happened to me before. Mm. And I was just like, oh my God, a really cool photographer wants my number. Oh, like, so oh my cool. God. <laughs> and then we did that photo shoot for your exhibition in college that was like all yeah. the girls with like no makeup on. Yeah. And I remember I was like shitting myself. I was so really? like, oh my God, like it's no makeup. Like I just yeah. thought it was so weird. But yeah. Yeah. But you seem like you come across pretty confident. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Defo, I do know, and I think back then I had this kind of like pseudo, I don't give a fuck, like I really like yeah. wanted people to know that I didn't care, but I yeah. like so did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But even like on Instagram and stuff like that, because like obviously I don't have like a massive Instagram following at all, like it's like 900 followers or something, but it's people always kind of come up to me like even on a night out in Navin or something mm-hmm. and be like oh yeah like you're Nev from Instagram like you're crazy like you really don't care and yeah. you just like post these chin selfies and blah but like yeah. yeah I guess people I don't care about what people like my appearance per se but yeah. I care like deeply about other things like I don't know my stature as a musician or something you yeah. know that kind well, of way that's more important yeah yeah. Um, but yeah, you, yeah, your posts are pretty. They're they're pretty inspiring. Like you know, because like you see all these perfect bodies and perfect yeah. faces. I'm not saying you're not perfect. But I'm just saying you're real. <laughs> no, you I know, know what you mean. They're not real. They're yeah, not real. They're exactly. just so curated. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, hundred um, percent. And your Instagram is interesting also because you have like a lot of different. Like if I look at your Instagram pictures, there's so many. Um, there's so many different girls yeah so many <laughs> with different versions of you for yeah sure. you love you love kind of changing your identity mm-hmm. is, is 100%, that right 100% yeah yeah like, like with your hair and with your wigs and yeah. things like that yeah I think that was so inspired by like when I was like 15 and 16 I had no idea what I, what I wanted to do with my life at yeah. all so I just kind of trawl through like social media and like see the likes of I don't know if this is like relevant to people, but like mm-hmm. Charlie Barker and Joanna mm-hmm. Kutcher. Yes. And like Young Alita and stuff and how they have this like curated persona and like yeah. they work so hard to like keep it up. Yeah. And I found that like so interesting. And yeah. I was like, I really want to play around with that. And also yeah. I knew that I wanted to have some sort of influence on younger women. Yeah. Because I was like, cause it's so like, I don't know, like when you're on Instagram, like there's like a career path now called an influencer like yes. you're a social media influencer yeah. like it's so what crazy do you, yeah what do you think of, about that like do you I think it's great if you're doing it for the right reasons but all these influencers mm-hmm. are as you said like that 
embodiment of perfection yeah. and like trying to promote your life is like way better than it actually is mm-hmm. and that kind of thing whereas I remember in my head I was like no I want to be an influencer but I want to be like real about it mm-hmm. you know what I mean like I want to teach younger girls because like young girls need role models like yeah. I had loads of them like St. Vincent and like Marina and the Diamonds were, were my main ones yeah but I wanted somebody to teach me that I'm not my body and yeah. like I can offer more to the world than that mm-hmm. you know that kind of way mm-hmm. so I don't know I didn't even go and actively seek it out yeah. but just by being a total dope on Instagram people have come up to me and been like thank you for doing that because yeah, you I was cool. just like what the-? yeah it's pretty crazy yeah it is it's kind of manifested much. itself like yeah 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 without any effort and then your uh, Instagram polls as well yeah <laughs> they're pretty cool like people actually get involved yeah like they? massively and I had to be like stop posting people's replies to it because yeah. I was like I'm just wrecking everyone's head with walls of text yeah, but I found it so interesting yeah so. yeah and it's kind of helpful like if you have like a real question and 100%. you want to find an, the answer yeah like it's cool to see other people's opinions, opinions on that yeah. yeah and they differ so widely yeah. as well yeah I find I found it really interesting mm. I think what was it was something about a relationship. Are you oh, friends can with you, your ex? Oh, yeah. Are you friends with your ex? Mm. And some people said yes. Some people said no. Yeah. Like, are yeah. you friends with your ex? Am I friends with my ex? Yeah. Are you? I'm friends with one of them. Really? We're real tight. Hi, Dilly. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, for sure. I definitely can be. It takes, like, years of not being friends with them, though. Yeah. You definitely have to cut it off. Because I think somebody... And then become friends. Yeah. Somebody mm-hmm. made a really good point. They were like, when emotions are that intense, like, mm-hmm. it's so hard to, like, get back or, like, suck the emotions back in. Yeah, like, it's yeah. impossible. You can't do it. Yeah. Like, if you do, you're just lying to yourself. Yeah, yeah. So, so you're living in Nava now. Yes. With your parents, is it? Yeah, yeah with my mama. Same. I'm living with the parents That as well. makes me so happy. Oh, and look, and I have a kid So well, many so. of my friends, like, <laughs> who I always look up and be like, yeah, they have their shit together. No. They're on a really good path. They're like, yeah, I live with no. my parents. I'm no. like, oh, thank God. Because yeah, no. it's such a, like, when you move back, you're just like, I can't be independent anymore yeah. I'm a mess yeah. like why am I living with my yeah, parents yeah 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 no like, don't get me wrong I do feel like that sometimes you know but then I'm like I just have to look at the positive of course side, you like know, saving like, money like, things could be worse so um, but uh, you lived in Dublin for how long for a year a year yeah mm-hmm. so did you go to college or what did you do in Dublin yeah I was in BIM I still am in BIM okay I'm in how long is the, the course moment. Four years. Four years, mm. yeah. Yeah, so I'm in third year at the moment. And how are you finding it? Really good. Mm-hmm. I had to I had to repeat third year. Okay. <laughs> because I went on a total rampage when I, like, as soon as I moved out, I think, like, I'm such an immature petty bitch. So it yeah. was like, I was like, oh, freedom, cool yeah. session. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just filled the entire year with, like, partying yeah. and sex and had loads of fun but then mm-hmm. had to repeat third year because I was like oh I'm gonna drop out anyway like I'm fine I'm totally just gonna drop out and then I got the results and was so upset and I was like well I clearly don't want to drop out yeah so I'm repeating third year and it's going much better now okay, that I'm that's actually good. working yeah oh that's good that's good because you know I think everyone has that year in college 100%. like I had that year in first year I nearly failed yeah and then I kind of realized I can't be doing this. Like, I had my year. Now it's time to work. Mm-hmm. Get my shit together. So, who did you live with? Did you live with your friends? or? Just... I lived with one girl called Rosie. And okay. moving in, I didn't even know her really. Like, we met in Whelan's. Okay. And it was one of these just kind of drunk girl bathroom chats. Been like, oh, babe, you look amazing. No, you look amazing. Yeah. And we just became friends on Facebook. And yeah. the time came for me to move out because it just wasn't feasible to, like live in Navin I could go to college in Dublin and live in Navin but yeah. everything else that was going on been like music wise like with 
my I don't know career as you'd say yeah <laughs> and my social life and everything I just I had to live in Dublin so yeah. I posted a thing on Facebook being like here mates any gaffs and she got onto me straight away it was like my husband moved out today like you have to move in and I was like so nervous I was like okay yeah. it's like mano a mano like if I was moving in with like loads of people at least I could kind of hide in my room and just like you know what I mean like yeah, you don't really have sure. to talk to them like a house sharing situation yeah. but since it was like the two of us girls mm-hmm. it was like how's this gonna pan out we could yeah. either like absolutely hate each other or become best friends and we became best friends oh that's good so that was grand and um tell me about your whole <laughs> music defo life <laughs> yeah because what i see on instagram is it can be quite confusing like what where you're performing or what yeah it's just like what are you doing yeah. now yeah, why are, are you, you naked yeah. why are you in a harness like what are you yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah so i can imagine yeah a lot of people get really confused with that yeah <laughs> my main hang is i'm in a band called this fresh hell okay with my best friend des mm-hmm. And then we have like kind of musicians come and go. So like we'll have mm-hmm. like session sax players and like our friend Robbie just joined the band as well on guitar and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it's like we write all the songs and record them and then it just grows like outward, which is lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm working on my own stuff at the moment, uh, but it's all in like the kind of writing and recording process. So I won't mm-hmm. be gigging for ages. But then I was part of this kind of project called Pride and Shame, mm-hmm. which was birthed by my friend Louise and she wanted to make clothes and she was like Neve, I'm gonna make loads of clothes and like can you model them for me and I was like yeah absolutely and then she mm-hmm. came back to me a week later and was like okay so I have a whole script written um it's gonna be a musical okay. it's called you've been shamed and that's been like a lot of the gig pictures and stuff that you'd see like the kind of crazy ones where everyone's wearing metallics and yeah their yeah. nipples are hanging out everywhere that's pride and shame okay yeah so that's a, that's it's that like project. a real theatrical kind of like musical thing yeah. I can't even describe it properly it's mm-hmm. it's a it's a close to fuck it's yeah. amazing and where can people see this um it was I don't think we're gigging anymore because she's writing a new one set yeah. in ancient Greece called mm-hmm. Greek tragedy mm-hmm. um but we did two nights at this Mexican restaurant called Rica Loco okay um I don't even know how or why she <laughs> she chose that venue it was mad but was like it? yeah it was crazy it turned out it was on Capel Street and okay. it just like yeah it was we had to like rearrange the entire restaurant to like have it as like a kind of stage area but it was yeah. more of an interactive show so we like went into the audience and stuff yeah okay. it's pretty cool but then we played in the bellow bar as well okay but um this fresh hell gigs we're keeping it laying low at the moment mm-hmm. um just because we want to get like solid material out before we gig anymore mm-hmm. but we've gigged where have in- you been performing Tengu, the Grand Social. Um, where else? They're my main two. And do you play instruments? I do. I play piano. Do you? And ukulele. I used to play, but oh. uh, I haven't picked that up in a very long okay. time. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, piano. It's just easiest to like record and stuff with a piano because then you can, if you're using like a Logic or a software like that, mm-hmm. you're playing piano, but it sounds like a guitar, so you're like, ha. oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then, um, where do you guys record your music? In a Elfian recording studio. So okay. Des shares that space with Chris Barry, who is a class dude. He records like Miles Manley and um Sophia, Maya Sophia, and then mm-hmm. with Ben Bix as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's the three of them in the studio, and mm-hmm. it's yeah. It's really class. And your band, how did you meet? Good question. I met... Like how how we, do you make a band? Yeah, yeah, it's a really good question. I had no idea what was going to happen. Like, when I went to BIM, I just kind of decided, like, cool, I'm going to meet all these, like, really like-minded musicians. Are you and, a really like, outgoing person? Yeah. Okay. For sure. Like, I was, like, I remember I went to, like, a Freshers thing, and I just went up to this girl who I thought looked really cool and was, like... 
I love your skirt. Like, you look really cool. And she was like, I, she thought you looked really cool as well. I'm like, I kind of want to make like an all girl band. Like, do you want to do that? And I was like, yeah. And it was that no easy. Way. Like, it was literally. And then she, but like, I was lucky enough that it never really follows through like that. But Kira, yeah. who's the girl I'm talking about, is just this girl that, like, if she gets something into her head, she's yeah. going to do it. So she messaged yeah. me the next day, been like, okay, we're rehearsing next week. We're going to do this. And we had like yeah. weekly rehearsals. We were called Virgins. <laughs> that was my first And How long did it last? I left the band. I would say like a few months in because yeah. I just couldn't like juggle everything. Yeah. But um, I don't know how Virg. I don't, actually don't know what happened after that. I think they probably lasted for a year. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. It was kind of more of an experimenty kind yeah. of band thing, but um, it was fun. It was fun. Yeah. But yeah, I ended up falling like once I got to BIM, I ended up falling into a friend group completely outside of BIM. Mm-hmm. And even to this day, I'll go into BIM and I don't really even know anybody. Because okay. I just found my clique outside of it. Mm-hmm. But it was, I don't even know how it worked. It was just like, I don't know. I remember just seeing this band called Spug Gun. And they're like, sort of like Pride and Shame along the vein of like theatrical kind of music. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't do musicals and stuff. But they have like a storyline for every gig. They dress up as aliens. Their aesthetic is they're like these extraterrestrial be- beings from Boron 5. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and I thought this was the coolest thing I've ever yeah. seen. And I just looked at them and went, I want to be friends with them. Yeah, and through like a college assignment or whatever one of the members of Spug Gun was like oh hey like can you sing for this assignment that I have and I was like cool and then I ended up meeting Spug Gun and like thought my life was class but yeah, yeah it fell into my lap pretty much Yeah, and it's not even that you have to be hello yeah you see we're gonna hear that and this happens every time I feel like people are doing this on purpose you know when they see me recording they're like I'm gonna drive and an ambulance goes yeah, by I actually can't believe it's snowing right now this is insane I love it yeah so it's really relaxing yeah I don't know how it worked yeah, or it, it fell just into worked. my lap I just kind I think I just forced myself onto people yeah. and that's what I do like I have a I think I have a very like big vibe, <laughs> big big personality. I'm just like, hi, we're gonna be friends now, and yeah. you don't have a choice in the yeah, matter. You have no I'm choice. gonna make you like me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and your course um, for anybody out there who maybe is thinking of doing music, music, mm. studying music in college. Um, what are their requirements? Like, do you have to submit anything? With, yeah. To do with your music, you have to audition. Okay. And it depends on what stream you want to go into. If you want to do the songwriting stream in BIM, you have to have a portfolio ready as far as I know mm-hmm. and send it on. Um, for me, I did vocals. Mm-hmm. So I literally just, it's combined with your the points that you get from your audition with your Leaving Cert points. Okay. So when I was doing it, it was 900 points in total, which okay. means that you had to have at least 300 in your Leaving Cert. Yes. And then absolutely nail your audition, basically. Yes. Um, so yeah, it's just audition based. It's yeah. and it's really really laid back. Is it? Yeah, Were I thought nervous? it was gonna be. Oh, I was terrified. Terrified. I was terrified. I didn't get it the first time. Did you not? Mm-mm. So I went into CPD. I had this like singing teacher who made me sing Coldplay. Um, and how did you feel about that? Awful. <laughs> I wanted to <laughs> sing Edit James at last. So I was like, and I was like, I don't even know why I decided that I wanted to get singing lessons I just I just got really nervous and was like I'm like doubted myself as yeah, a performer yeah. and a musician and I was like you needed that I confidence. need this singing lesson yeah. so I like got these singing lessons off this woman I was like I want to sing this song and she's like no 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 that's not what Bim want and I was like okay but like um I you know how do you know <laughs> yeah and also um I don't like this other song that I'm not blaming sing. her for I'm definitely not blaming her for like ruining my audition or anything but she put the fear of God into me they're like no 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 they don't want that they want this and they don't want yeah. that they want this yeah. and I was like okay I feel like if I just went in 
and did my own thing and just be way more comfortable I probably would have gotten it because yeah. it was just like my audition was an absolute shambles so I nearly cried audition. in the middle of it like oh, that was my first one so I didn't get sec- that needless to say yeah and then the second one you sang yes. the song that you wanted to sing exactly I actually ditched everything and took out a ukulele and <laughs> like I think it was like Bonnie Vare like flume or something okay and um I got put into second year yeah it was a, I went, I did like a CPD course, which you can do if you fail your audition. Mm-hmm. And then you audition again. And you okay. get into the CPD course. Oh, did, do you audition again? Oh, I can't remember. No, you don't. They okay. actually, yeah, they put you into the CPD course and then they can give you an option to skip first year. Okay. So I was like super lucky that I got to do mm. that. But mm-hmm. I also think, I, I don't think I was really mature enough to skip first year yeah. though either. <laughs> so I don't know. Oh, but, but look, you're still doing the course. Exactly. So that's the main thing, yeah. yeah. And what about like, is there like exams? It's mainly continuous assessment. Okay. Like in first and mm-hmm. second year, it's all very practical based. There's a lot of like performance assignments where you have to like get up on a stage, curate like your own kind of performance, mm-hmm. use a projector if you want, use costumes, like that kind of, it's really, really Do whatever fun. You want. Yeah, yeah, so it's very creative. They, really creative. There's a lot of room for creativity. Yeah, yeah, yeah they encourage cool. it. And then there's a lot of academics as well. Like mm. there's this module that I really love called cultural perspectives in first and second year where you like learn about like Foucault and like Freud and like loads of and Marxism as well it's a huge oh, place good. to learn it but yeah. yeah so it's a lot of essays lots do of you, deep stuff do you get nervous before you go on stage I don't do you not I do and I don't it depends it's more on like the scenario. an excitement yeah it's like this like electric energy you're like "Ah." yeah yeah definitely I mean I've definitely gotten nervous but when I used to get nervous I just used to kind of drink through it really which is a no-no can I just say if anyone why thinks that that's a good idea please just don't did you have any bad uh experience with that with like (laughs) drinking and performing for sure yeah I think the first gig that fresh hell ever did was really good though I had a half a bottle of wine I was shitting myself and it went really well and the energy that we brought was like really balanced and perfect yeah but the next gig that we did, we had our friend Sam come on and sing a song. And I was introducing him and was absolutely locked. I definitely drank more than a half bottle of wine. And I was just kept talking and talking. I was like, it's, 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 it's Sambo. And it's, Sambo's leaving me soon to go to, to go to Leipzig. And I like, kept talking. And I talked over his first line. And he was just like, got the line completely wrong. And he was just staring, like giving me these daggers. Being like, shut up. Like, yeah. yeah. Have you ever drank I on stage? Yeah. Okay. at our workman's gig actually it was like a kind of fe- like I think our workman's gig was so laid back it was Wee Bloom so it's um, Wee Bloom is a night that my friend Stephen puts on okay. for kind of new Irish artists to so, like introduce cool. them it's always free and it's on a Monday so nice. like you've no excuse to not go you know yeah. that kind of way um, but we did a gig for that but it was also my going away party so we kind of we don't really have any rules like within the band for like no drinking on stage or like you have to maintain this sort of image it's just like be your freaking self and have fun Mm -hmm. so I had a bottle of Prosecco on the stage and it was actually really nice I think it was a nice touch but a lot of people picked up on it they were like oh that's so neat I love how you just like skull in Prosecco on stage I was like oh I didn't think that people would pick up on that as much as they did you know okay, I mean? yeah you didn't think that yeah. paid so much attention mm. but I don't think I've ever seen Des play without a little pint of Guinness beside all of his all yeah. of his sins and midi controllers like well it's nice yeah it, it kind of nice. gives you like a kind of personal touch you know what yeah. I mean and you're also kind of on the same level as people 
who are listening to you. Exactly. You know what I mean? Because everybody's yeah. drinking and yeah. it's nice. Um, what's your proudest moment to date? Oh my God, that's a mental question. Um, I think probably Pride and Shame was a really proud one because mm-hmm. it was so challenging. Like we had to learn like a whole script and like write like verses for like your musical numbers and your songs and stuff. Although Louise bailed me out and wrote everything for me because <laughs> I'm a princess. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think that was definitely one of my proudest ones because there was so much work involved like on everyone's part. Like it was su- there was such a huge team and like a really big cast. And I think what we the feedback was just so great like people were really really moved and touched by it and were like kind Mm -hmm. of blown away like I don't think nobody knew what to expect and like yeah yeah, it was really 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 good and it wasn't we didn't have a lot like an awful lot of notice I think like I'm not gonna say it was slapped together but it was put together like within a few months yeah and it turned into like this huge production that was just like whoa how the hell did we pull this off yeah um yeah so that'll be your proudest moment probably yeah yeah um for anyone who hasn't been like who hasn't heard your music how would you describe your music um this fresh hell is i actually a district summed it up really well it's like avant-garde botch-esque bangers <laughs> uh that yeah i don't even know how to describe it it's it's quite ambient a lot of people always like kind of cling on to bjork they're like oh okay. her very bjorky mm. and then actually do you listen to her yes i love yeah. bjork she's yeah. like one of my biggest inspiration definitely yeah. definitely I remember like somebody I was on a date or something and someone was like so you're a musician I was like yeah and I was like well I haven't heard any of your songs and I was like um well that's because they're not ready yet and he yeah. was just like well like how would you describe your voice like what's your vibe what do you want to achieve and I was like I just want to make as many stupid noises with my voice as I possibly can and yeah. I was like Bjork yeah Bjork I want to be Bjork <laughs> Do you have like a website or where can people listen to your? To uh, your you music? can listen to it on Spotify and SoundCloud and Google Play. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. My Instagram has the like the Spotify link in the bio, and also mm-hmm. our this fresh hell music Instagram does as well. Yeah, so it's pretty. I'm actually just thinking. It's now. So easy to force your music on people. These yeah, days. <laughs> yeah, it's so quick. You know, there's so many apps that people can use to listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, do, I do the same with the podcast. I'm like, you can listen to us on Spotify, on Anchor, on you know all these websites and yeah. these platforms. Just please listen to us, okay? <laughs> look, look. Yeah. Um, I was gonna ask you. I actually forget. Oh yeah, you used to. I remember when you you had a little blog. Do you remember that? Yes. You actually you actually wrote. For I wrote for Cuckoo for yeah. a while as well. Yeah, for sure. That yeah. was really, really fun. What was my blog's name again, though? Okay. House of Kanani or something? Oh, it, I think it was, yeah. Something like that? Yeah, that was yeah. on my my gap, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I took a year out between school and college and was so directionless. I was like, what am I doing with my life? And I was yeah. like, I had to do something to keep me busy because I couldn't get a job anywhere. Yeah. So I was like, I'm just going to write a blog. Mm-hmm. And it was just full of like opinion pieces. Actually, no. When I started, when I started writing for Cuckoo, it got way more like opinion piece yeah. based. It was kind of yeah. like writing about you know like slut shaming. Yeah, that was um, fun. What is it like? Whatever signs that you're too into him, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and then you did playlists as well, which was fun. yeah, they were fun. Yeah. I still have loads of playlists. Yeah. They're more personal now, mm. but um, yeah, my personal Spotify is just absolutely like walls of playlists. Like, yeah, I'd imagine. I live I'd imagine you listen to so many different artists. Oh yeah, yeah. Who would be like your top three right now? 
that you That's a really to. good question. I actually am mostly listening to Irish artists at the Do moment you? and have done for the past while. Yeah. It's really like I kind of abandoned a lot of other artists now. Yeah. Which is weird. Um but AMAC, huge one. Yeah. Um my I'm trying to think of my top played last year, you know, like the little Spotify wrapped up thing. My friend yeah. Dunny has this one song on Spotify, this is my biggest heartbreaking thing in the world, it's called Symptoms, and I listen to that I think like just all the time on repeat like on a loop like okay, just I have to listen to that oh it's 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 such a little heartbreaker um yeah. <laughs> melty brains massively can't stop listening to them uh broadcast i'm massively into but they're not an irish band okay broadcast are i think they're from the uk I'm pretty sure they are um but the lead singer died of swine flu in like 2011. What? It was so weird. Yeah, like who dies of who? swine flu? He was so unlucky. <laughs> it's a she, but yes. Oh, is it she? Sorry. And she died in her 40s. She, oh my God. Like it was so bizarre. swine flu? Like, I, like, I hate how I'm laughing. No, but like, I know when I talk about swine illnesses. Swine flu is so 2011. <laughs> like it's so old. No, when I talk about it's like mental. illnesses like that, mm. I don't mean to laugh, but it just happens. Yeah, do you know? It's no, just same. like when I think talk about like any uncomfortable situations, I laugh. You brought some notes there. I did. What's in the notebook? I was just so afraid that I'd forget what to say. Yeah. <laughs> but what's um, in it? Is I was gonna you want to talk about. Yeah, I was. I think I covered so much of it. But um, when you were saying talk about your music and then in Dublin, I was like talk about being a musician in Dublin. Yeah, talk to us about being a musician in Dublin. Let's do yeah, it. Yeah, let's talk about that for a minute. I got really. I was like, because obviously I'm still such a baby in the music industry. Like I've been making music only for like two years now it was when Des just kind of forced me into his like bedroom studio I was like Mm -hmm. you need to do something with this energy that you have and he was like I don't know you I've never heard you sing like I don't know what you sound like but I just know that you're gonna be something like just fucking get into the studio okay so that's probably been two years since that happened so I'm still like I don't have a huge amount of um experience in booking gigs and talking to promoters and stuff so I asked like some of my friends Mm -hmm. um the music scene in Dublin is insanely competitive. Okay. Because no one can get fucking paid. Like, it's really? crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's like, there's so many promoters, like, kind of latching onto, especially, like, kind of first year BIM students. Mm-hmm. Like, young, kind of, like, Naive real fresh faced, lovely little musicians. Yeah. To, like, put on these gigs for exposure. Oh, the, listen, the dreaded I can E word. So relate to that. It's the same it's, with photography. Yeah, it's I can exactly imagine it is. It's like, same oh, but any artistic field, really. Like, dark. I can imagine that happens so much more in photography because it's actually not as apparent how much work goes into it. Yeah. Like when you go to a gig, you're like, whoa, this setup is like you kind of like you look at it see. and you can kind of see the amount of work and the amount yeah. of heart that goes into it. But photography, people really can just like, I'm sure people just look at it as like, oh, cool picture. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And how can you describe the amount of work that goes into it? Yeah, I was actually just saying to Ricky, um, like, we should get somebody to do behind the scenes of what we do. 100%. Like, videos. Yeah. And post them on our social media for people just to see what we do. Yeah. It's not just taking a picture and that's it. It's not that easy. Mm. But anyway, going back to music, the music industry. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot of that. Yeah, there's a lot of that. There's actually, yeah, and there's just lots of there's a lot of cattiness I find mm. it's not cattiness like it's fine if somebody doesn't like your band that's grand everyone has different tastes yeah but I think even like music blogs have a habit of kind of pinning bands against each other or like comparing them okay like that the murder you? capital and the Fontaines yeah they're yeah. kind of bunched into the same sort of like mm-hmm. 
bubble. Have you ever seen anything written about your music? Yes. Have you? Yeah. Negative. Oh yeah. Really? <laughs> Golden Fleck absolutely your... slated us. And I think it was I first pers- I think they had a personal vendetta against Des, right? Okay. Because they seemed to know a lot about him and they right. seemed to know that he went to BIM mm-hmm. and they seemed to know like the people that were in his class. And then compared him to other people that graduated from the same year, who was also an electronic artist. So that was very bitchy. It wasn't like a proper like review. It was probably it, just. It was literally just very like, personal. <laughs> I'm just so bad. And it was like the same can't be said for Des's contemporary. Like no, he didn't say Des, but he was like this fresh house contemporaries. I was like, oh my uh, god! Yeah. Like what geesh. was his reaction? He was sick. I actually really? don't. I don't even know if he's gonna like me saying this on the <laughs> radio. Yeah. On the radio, I was gonna say on the radio. I don't. Oh no, he was like, because I didn't even know that it was written, and yeah. he was like, "Did you see that?" And I was like, "See what?" And he was like, "No, I'm not even gonna talk about it. No, never mind, never mind." And yeah. I was like, "What?" Yeah, he was really upset. I think it was just because it was such a personal like dig. Yeah. Kind of weird when people write about you on that level, on like a really personal level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got away scot free. <laughs> they didn't know who <laughs> I was. Nobody ever knows was who I like am. Was there like photographs of you guys on the blog? Is it a blog or is it like what? Golden Plaque, yeah, it's a kind of review website and yeah. kind of like keeping you updated Did they with post events. pictures and there like as well? As yeah, yeah, they posted picture? loads of pictures of us <laughs> with my face. Oh, yeah, everything. And it was really, yeah. Yeah, it was funny. Yeah, but you get that too. I mean, you get people criticizing you as well. Totally. And like, I kind of laughed at it. But mm. I laughed at it because it didn't directly affect me, I guess. Because it was yeah. like, de- yeah, it was How really kind of good. How do you deal with us. criticism? Are you okay with it? Or yeah. does it upset you? Ooh. If it's personal. It used Let's to. Let's say if it was written about you, specifically. Yeah. It's hard to know because it it's, never, ha- it's never actually yeah. been written about me about me. Um, I know that I used to, like, going into the studio, I used to be terrified to, like, lay down any sort of ideas in mm-hmm. case, like, the producer would be like, no, I don't like that, try it mm-hmm. again, or, like, try a different way, which is, like, I took that so to heart, like, mm-hmm. if they didn't like an idea that I had, I was like, oh, my God, I'm not, I'm not a good musician, okay. I can't do this, and I'd kind of end up, like, paralyzing myself in a way, and mm-hmm. even now I'm, like, terrified to kind of show somebody a bounce of an idea of a track that I have. Like in me and my friend Kira are working together and she's like, like yeah, exactly. Mm. And like, you need people to be like, no, that doesn't work. Because otherwise, like, how the hell are you going to make a song? Mm-hmm. But yeah, I used to take that so personally. It's only in the past few months that I've just gotten like way more experience with like co-writing with other people. Mm. And like, I think the only way to get over that fear is to throw yourself into it and listen to things that you don't want to hear. Mm-hmm. Like my friend Kira is the best. We write together at the moment. We have a kind of project. We don't even know what it's going to be called. We have no idea. We're making these ridiculous <laughs> pop bangers. Yeah. And um, like she said, she was just like, she's so blunt. She's just like, I really don't like that. Like, can we try something else? And I'm like, yes, that's yeah. amazing. I think you just need to, you just need to get the fuck over it basically. Yeah. But for like a whole year, I was like, shaking yeah to show yeah. anybody anything yeah so i take criticism really badly yeah <laughs> um i'm working on it <laughs> yeah you're working on it that's the main thing yeah um writing writing a song like what's involved in writing a song like where do you look for inspiration where how do you start mm. like that's like for me a musician who writes songs is like a magician like, it's, <laughs> i don't understand how how you guys do it like how <laughs> that made me laugh so much i'm sorry to yeah. like just like one little side note i was out in navin once yeah and um i just got talking to this girl and she had like a real accent on her like she kind of talked <laughs> like this 
Oh, is she from and Dublin? Like, yeah, she's definitely from Dublin. And she was like, so what do, what do you do? Are you in college? Are you? And I was like, yeah, I, got, I study music. And she was just like, oh my God. Do you know what? I've always wanted to be a magician. And I was like, oh, what? And she was like, a magician, but you know, but you know, for music, like a magician for music. And I was like, oh, a musician. And she was like, yeah, that's oh the one. God, that's <laughs> like, it. You just like thought of it. That was there, my honest. favorite. <laughs> I'm a magician for music. Yeah. Um, how does it go? Ooh, ooh. My first, I don't know. The first song that this fresh hell wrote was um, Des just laid down a beat because he can do that in about ten bleeding seconds. It's ridiculous. Like, like music producers are like the real wizards. I have no idea. Like, they can literally just make a whole like fully bodied like idea in like yeah. 10 minutes but he just I was like do you want to just sing over that and yeah. I was like what and I was just warbling like it was just like oh, <laughs> and then eventually I just started kind of like shouting things yeah and we kind of picked the best parts out of like if there was like a really cool melody idea mm-hmm. just in the middle of all this warbling it was like right cool kind of box it package it yeah put it somewhere and then build around that. Okay, you know, that kind of yes, way. It's like you. kind of isolating tiny, little, glimmery, amazing moments. Yeah. And then building songs around those. Yeah, okay. And that's how this Fresh Hell works. Mm-hmm. But um, even when I was in the studio, like, with um, my ex-boyfriend, we used to just, like, go into the studio at, like, two in the morning and, like, be totally locked and just, like, do the same thing. Um, but I'd be flicking through all my journals mm-hmm. to like find maybe like because I write poetry and stuff as well mm-hmm. to find like these little verses that I was really proud of and yeah. then kind of like mold them into a song. Yeah, I guess. Do you know you. that kind of way? Yeah, yeah. So it kind of comes from so many different places. Mm-hmm. It come from movies as well. Yeah. So is that where you find your inspiration? Movies and yeah, for about, sure. What about like daily life? Would you ever? Definitely. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I wrote. I wrote about. I like. I. It's something that I really want to get away from, though, is just writing about my feelings and like my love life and like yeah. my things. Like so what you did to is me. It, it's a very personal. Oh yeah. Intensely personal. You're so personal. Like some like really jacked up shit went on like back in October, yeah. and I've just been like scrawling angrily. Like it's kind of like it's therapy to just like get it out into a journal, and then yeah. I'm kind of like flicking through my journal with kind of no memory of writing half of this and just yeah. been like class yeah. oh my god this is so cool <laughs> and that's kind of like my personal stuff that I'm writing at the moment and that I'm kind of recording in my bedroom is mainly based on like that one incident in October and like kind of how I don't know the kind of seven stages of grief and like all of this kind of stuff it's pretty mm-hmm. yeah but it's so selfish <laughs> but it's I'd love of... to be able to write about like global warming how oh. that's fucked up and like I hate the government like I'd love to do that but I just I don't have the vocabulary without like making it sound really naff yeah you know that kind yeah, of way yeah yeah I'm gonna leave that to like post-punk podge and like yeah. <laughs> no, but I think it's cool, cool that um you're healing that way 100% yeah. It's like a little therapy session. Yeah. Isn't it? Really is. And where did you meet Des? You keep talking oh, about yeah. Des. Where, how did you guys meet? <laughs> my rock, my platonic husband. Yeah. Um, we met at a party. We met at my friend's birthday party two okay. years ago. I think it's, it's, God, it's nearly three, nearly three years ago. Oh my God. Um, my friend Robbie was having a big birthday party and Des came up to me and I heard about Des Garvey. Mm-hmm. Um, like a lot like we are in we're in the same circle is he your age or is he old Des is 20 oh my god he's 28 oh, okay. he turned 28 okay. in February um, 
so I heard of, of this Des Garvey and everyone was going to his gig in Workman's, right? And it was like, oh, Des's gig, Des Garvey's gig. I was like, okay, cool. So I went along with like some people and I ended up like seeing the support act but having to go home for his gig. But anyway, he was always kind of like a person that was floating around and his name was always kind of like around. Yeah. And I finally, I went to this birthday party and this guy comes up to me and was like, here, can I just be real honest with you for a sec? I was like, all right, grand. And he was like, your face keeps popping up in my Facebook friends, like people you should know kind of thing. And it's actually just pissing me off. I've never met you. Why the hell should I be friends with you on Facebook? And I was just like, what? Like, what the hell? And he was like, I'm sorry. Like, it's just, it's weird to me. Do you not find that odd? And I was like, um, yeah, I guess it's just those algorithms, man. Like, you probably have loads of mutual friends. He was like, yeah, I guess so. I Like, that was pretty much it. That was the extent of the conversation. Like, I guess we have to be friends now. And then the next morning we came down and I, I had no hair. I, like, shaved my head. And he was like, do people always mention that to you? Is that real annoying? Do they think you're always trying to, like, make a big statement? And then we just, like, ended up talking and talking and talking. We spent, like, two days together after that one conversation. Okay. And ended up, like, pouring our hearts out and, like, just... Like, it was weird. It was, like, this instant connection. It was, like, Wow. Like, it was so weird. It was weird. And I think that was why he was so eager to get me into the studio. He was, like, Mm -hmm. I've never really, like, had such an instant bond with somebody before. Like, Mm -hmm. and, like, yeah, we work so well together. It's actually ridiculous. We're, like, little partners in crime. Like, So why did you shave your head? Good cue. I shaved my head. (laughs) The first time I shaved my head was... When was that? Over two years ago now. Yeah. Um, it was because I was getting really upset about the amount of kind of worth I was putting on how I look Mm -hmm. and how correlated that was like if I looked shit therefore Mm -hmm. I was shit you know that Mm -hmm. kind of way like I was getting really worried about how strong that connection was okay so I was like okay and I had like these like really long black hair extensions and I went into Esme where I got them done and was just like I want to shave my head. They were like, what? And I was like, I really want to. And I explained why. Because I was just like, I was hiding behind my hair. I felt. Yeah. And I kind of just wanted to get rid of that crutch. So I could, because I was like, the only way I'm going to like find like true peace, like inner peace. (laughs) It was very naive to think shaving my head would give me inner peace. Like I'm never going to find that. I don't think anyone is. Yeah. But uh, at the time I was like, no, if I want to be like fulfilled and happy, I need to get rid of my safety net, like my crutch. So I just like shaved it off. And that was pretty much it. And it didn't fucking help. I was terrified to go out to the house without makeup. Like, because it's just so exposed. Like, that was such a face. But since I forced myself to do it and just got more comfortable with my face and my body and everything. So, I definitely helped in that regard. You didn't regret it? I'm so happy. Oh, not at all. And then I shaved it again for the music video that we were filming with Fresh Hell. We are filming it. We filmed a music video for Intact. Okay. Is it out? No, no, not yet. Okay, okay. It's going to be out kind of soon. Like, okay. Katie's editing it at the moment and sending, like, drafts back and forth. Okay, yeah. And where it's was it so filmed? Good, though. It was filmed in Fibsborough. Nice. Yeah. I love that area. And the whole kind of storyline was, like... It, did, it doesn't really have a storyline, but it's basically, like, this girl, super feminine, whatever, kind of loses it a bit and just, like... So you, rid of her you hair. were the girl. In so the I video. shaved, yeah, I shaved my hair on camera. Oh, very good. Which was another thing, but I shaved it so short, like I my ha- hand like accidentally slipped to a zero on the razor. So oh, I was no. going around with like literally just a piece of scalp at the front and back of my head, and oh, it was no. so patchy, like I looked rough as fuck. So is that why you so started funny. wearing wigs? Kind of. Oh no, I was wearing wigs. Experimenting with wigs. 
I actually came across this like Facebook memory of me wearing a wig like just for four years ago yeah that I got in pennies yeah <laughs> and I as soon as I put it on I was like this is Barb's Barb's is in the building now and Barb's was like this like high maintenance like total like bougie bitch and like it like I completely forgot about that and the personality that I made up for this like character so and how much fun I had with it so I just abandoned that for ages I think I just forgot about it for ages but Mm. my hair was I'm trying to put like a timeline on it Mm-hmm. I think it was a year ago when I started buying like wigs in Georgia Street Arcade for like 20 quid and just like going out in them because like I just get so bored of my hair and like just pop it on my head and they were perfect for a night out because like if you ruin them it's grand it was like 20 quid you know yeah. what I mean it's like part of your outfit or whatever yeah but um then when I shaved my head I was like right I'm gonna do this properly and went on to like Webster wigs and was like spending like they're like 90 quid a pop like yeah. the really long ones and yeah. just taking care of them and like yeah but I love the I feel like if I'm gonna spend that amount of money on a wig or if I'm gonna put that much effort into it I may as well like milk it to the max and make up these little characters around you worked before in uh, 41 didn't you yeah yeah and my face is still all over the place they filmed like this um this like promo video okay and like this is like me shaking cocktails oh, really? You're and they there. play it on a loop like on okay. a projector in the thing i was like oh my god it's me yeah <laughs> i was there did recently. you like working well. there i loved it i yeah. loved it so much there much when you're all the time yeah if yeah. i'm going out and oh, not all the time i never go out there but like i never go out in navin but if i am on the you rare occasion there. i will i always go to 41 because mm. like yeah it was such a family vibe yeah like honestly like i'll still walk in and like look at steven and be like stevie bops and like always greet with a hug you know that kind of way like yeah. it's really nice. you were working behind the bar was it mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. drinks making all cocktails. the ogs left though yeah sarah murphy worked there as well didn't she, she did yes. yeah yeah she gave me oh my god she kind of awakened like the hunzo in me not in a bad way that sounds really negative but like she was the girl who would like give you makeup tips and like okay. have you look fire and stuff because I didn't know how to freaking do my makeup when yeah. I walked in there I was just like what's going on like I just didn't really care <laughs> so and, like, she educated you for sure she schooled me yeah, yeah. that's cool she's incredible yeah and are you working at the moment or yeah I work in 50-50 oh in Avon mm-hmm. oh very good I yeah. was only there recently no way you. I'm, I only work weekends you were in weeks. Iceland recently weren't you I was. How was that? It was amazing. How long did you go for? I went for a week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I booked the tickets when I was totally mad out of it at a festival and spent like the last 170 quid in my bank account. And this was on the Monday of a festival. Like I was gone. I was cross-eyed. Like I couldn't even see my phone and managed to like <laughs> navigate Travel Genio, get the best price, put in all my details correctly. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to Iceland by myself. <laughs> did you go by yourself? What? No, no. thank God. It was around the time of my birthday and I was kind of bopping around and um, a friend of a friend, like we were fr- we were mates, but like we weren't like close or anything. Mm-hmm. I was just waffling the air off and be like, I'm going to Iceland by myself in January. He's like, I'd love to go to Iceland. Can I come? And I was like, yeah. So the two of us just kind of went on this little adventure. Oh, cool. I definitely say don't go if you can't drive. Like okay. make sure you can Does rent a car. Drive? Yeah, he drove. And okay. like, I would have been stuck in Reykjavik for like a whole week if that were the case. Because yeah. The transport systems, I'm sure they're fine, but, like, I don't really see many of them. Yeah. And also, like, the expeditions and stuff to go sightseeing, I can imagine, are so expensive. Mm-hmm. And it, it is expensive. It's so, is expensive. Oh, my God. It's 11 quid for a pint. Yeah, I heard it's that. It's so expensive. It's yeah. crazy. Like, and I went over when I was broke as fuck, though. Like, oh. we just kind of went over. We bought, 
there's this um, shop called Bonus and it's kind of like the little of Iceland okay. but even at that it's like Marks and Spencer's prices oh <laughs> but we just like bought all of our all of our shopping and then cooked in the Airbnb and then went off in a car like that we rented off to like all these little places and it was amazing because we could get out of the car and like slide down these big slopes all we wanted to do like you couldn't do that if you were on like a tour bus you know no, what I mean yeah. Um. so definitely if you're going to have just know how to drive <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah and bonus is your best friend we actually were looking at we have friends over there okay well okay. friends of friends i met colin like colin like once mm-hmm. uh through melty brains and stuff mm-hmm. and he i was saying to my friend brian like oh hey i'm going over to iceland he was like i'll put you in touch with colin and then mm-hmm. Dunny was like i can put you in touch with my friend yofreder who's from iceland she lives over there as well mm-hmm. so Colin met us like the night that we arrived and we went for pints and stuff and then he could just show us everywhere and then like we got invited to like this Whopper party. Cool. Um, it was Yofreder's party and it was crazy because Yofreder is a musician that I look up to so much. Mm. Like I love her music and I was like I actually don't know what I'm going to say to her. I don't know like I think I'm going to end up fangirling and then like I get this message being like hey Yofreder's throwing a, a summer cocktail party in the middle of winter. Do you want to come? I'm like oh, oh my, my god. god. Yeah. So I met these such cool fucking people i think the biggest thing i took away from iceland is inspiration yeah. like everyone we met through column and like yoff yofreder and stuff like everyone was an artist in some respect and uh just kind of sharing like experiences and stuff like that and seeing how different iceland is to ireland is insane like to create in like in iceland they look after their artists so well like you get a grant from anywhere from three months to three years wow there's like um so like you can quit your part-time job Mm -hmm. and like go and like create Create. stuff full-time like they make it so easy for you whereas like here we have the arts council and you have to break your back to get funding and like nine times out of ten it's like nah oh yeah you know the crap i know know of course you know the crap yes so in iceland it's like that also i think I'm actually going to get the little notebook out because yes, we have little quotes. So I found that when I was partying in Iceland, no one cared about what you were doing. It was like no one's eyes were on you. No one had an opinion of you. And it was like when I'm out in Dublin, say, I'll like do this, like I don't know, really stupid thing or say something a little bit out of line or say something a little bit out of whack because I'm freaking drunk. Mm-hmm. And it's instant like eyes, daggers. Like yeah. someone's ready to hang you at any moment. It's really? just the social... like they just socialize so differently. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of the people I met over in Iceland weren't actually even Icelandic. Like they were, I met a girl from Hungary, there was a girl from Poland, there was a dude from France, uh, a guy from Australia. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, it was just so cool. Mm-hmm. I met an author over there. I've never met an author before. <laughs> no one's an author. It's impossible to be an yeah. author. But these guys, like, they get like publication grants. Um, what else do we have? residency grants yeah um there's artist housing so you can apply for like studio spaces i was talking to this girl and um she was like so what do you do in ireland like what's your buzz i was like i'm a musician she's like and i'm studying you know music and she's like that's cool and i was like okay what do you do and she was like well i'm a dj uh i'm a painter i painted that over there i'm writing i'm working on a short film at the moment i'm also working on a novel uh i'm working on and she had all these incredible projects Projects, because she just had so much time and support and i was like oh give me that yeah also what is this like thing that rob said was so funny like it actually wasn't even funny it was so grim (laughs) he said culturally Ireland is a hostile environment for creativity and it's a lot harder than it needs to be and I think it comes back to like the thing when I was saying earlier about like the competition being pinned against each other Mm -hmm. that kind of thing like 
it's just crazy it's very and true. even like behind the scenes and like working as a promoter and a booker like we have these friends Alice and Tyke and they work in a venue although mm. I'm not going to say the venue but like they're working their absolute asses off yeah for pittance Mm-hmm. like it's just it's just like not appreciated enough it's really hard. which is so it's crazy it's seen as a hobby by the government like yeah, yeah yeah but which is so crazy because Ireland it's such it's full of people who want to create mm-hmm. lands of saints and scholars yeah you know, you know what I mean and it's it's just sad that the government is not really supporting this is not that. and I don't think they have room to support it though either yeah you know that kind of way like yeah. there's just so many like I think the government have this lovely habit of letting issues build and build and build and build till it gets to boiling point and then they're like okay we need to deal with this now panic yeah. and then there's no room to deal with anything else yeah you know, that's like, true like a lot of my friends are open and leaving like mm-hmm. so many are just like okay well in the next year I want to move to like Leipzig is a really hot one at the moment people everybody wants to go to Germany I'm like why are you guys leaving yeah, me don't leave me but once I'm finished my degree I don't know where I'm going to go but I'm, I don't think I'm going to be in Ireland or really? Dublin no like no it's impossible anything you have in mind that you would where, where, where you'd like to Iceland. go Iceland yeah. I need to go back like for a good while like a few yeah. months or something maybe during the summer and then kind of like test the waters because it's yeah. not like you can go over to Iceland and the streets are paved with gold and everyone's going to welcome you with open arms because that's definitely not the case yeah <laughs> but as soon as you establish yourself yeah. it's a lot easier you know yeah. that kind of way yeah. Yeah. whereas like Establishing yourself in Dublin is kind of easy because you get all this clout and loads of hype, but then mm. that's pretty much all you get. You know, like yeah, kind of way. Yeah, I get you. So, yeah, it's a bit of a weird one. And mm. depending on how established I am in the next year in Dublin as well, I can't really up and leave when like I have maybe like a career actually yeah. blossoming. You know. Yeah. But it's just frustrating because like I don't feel like I can label myself as a musician because I still have a part-time job. Like that's like being a musician for me doesn't pay. Mm-hmm. So am I even a musician you know the kind of way mm-hmm. like people are like what do you do I'm like mm. it's really hard I, I, get, I, I, I get you 100% you're that. afraid of people asking you okay so where do you work like wh- yeah. you know where can I buy your music it's like yeah. oh well you can actually listen to it online you can stream it yeah um, so we end every podcast with a tip of the week I don't know if you oh it could be anything don't sweat the petty stuff and don't pet the sweaty stuff good one that's it